Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of hepatitis A virus found under the microbiology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 28-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for fatigue, malaise, and abdominal pain. He reports his symptoms began a few days ago and have progressively worsened. His symptoms are associated with nausea, two episodes of emesis, and generalized pruritus. Social history is significant for recent travel to India. He is currently sexually active with multiple men and does not use condoms. Physical exam is notable for scleral icterus, generalized jaundice, and hepatomegaly. Serologic testing is remarkable for anti-HAV IgM antibodies. Let's continue with an introduction to hepatitis A virus. The hepatitis A virus is classified as a hepatovirus in the Picornaviridae family, and it is a single-stranded positive-sense RNA virus with an icosahedral capsid. Risk factors include sexual contact, working in a daycare, serving in the military, and eating raw or undercooked shellfish and vegetables. Transmission is typically via the fecal-oral route. In terms of the pathogenesis, within the cytoplasm of a hepatocyte, the virus may replicate. CD8-positive T-cells and natural killer cells destroy the infected hepatocytes, leading to hepatocellular damage. When the immune response to the infected hepatocytes is severe, it can result in severe hepatitis. In terms of the prognosis, remember that this is typically a self-limited illness and does not tend to become a chronic condition. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include nausea and vomiting, anorexia, abdominal pain, dark urine, and pale stools. On exam, one may note hepatomegaly and jaundice and scleral icterus. In terms of further studies, serologic testing may demonstrate anti-HAV IgM if an active infection is present. There will be anti-HAV IgG if a previous infection was present, if there is no active disease, and if the patient is protected against infection. One may also note elevated aminotransferases. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about hepatitis B infection, with differentiating factors being that there will be a presence of anti-hepatitis B antibodies in serological testing. Also think about hepatitis C infection. Differentiating factors also include the presence of anti-hepatitis C antibodies in serological testing. In terms of treatment, medical options include the hepatitis A virus vaccine. This is indicated in all children at one year of age, all children between ages 2 and 18 who live in an area with a high disease incidence, people who travel or work in countries with a high disease incidence, men who have sex with men, illicit drug users, and patients with chronic liver disease. Remember that this is used to protect against exposure to the hepatitis A virus. Another option is immune globulin. This is indicated in infants less than six months of age and in travelers who have a contraindication to the vaccine, such as an allergy. Remember that this provides passive immunization against the hepatitis A virus. A final option is the hepatitis A virus vaccine and immune globulin. This is indicated in patients with chronic liver disease and in immunocompromised patients who are not able to mount an adequate immune response to the hepatitis A vaccine alone.
And lastly, complications related to hepatitis A virus include cholestatic hepatitis and fulminant hepatitis, which may occur in less than 1% of cases. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to hepatitis A virus, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 35-year-old man presents to his primary care provider after experiencing two weeks of nausea and diarrhea with vague abdominal pain. The patient also states that he has had some loss of appetite and recently started developing a fever to 102.0 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.9 degrees Celsius at home. The patient is otherwise healthy with no past medical history and reports no sick contacts at home or at work. He has not tried any new foods. Of note, the patient reports that he was traveling in Asia six weeks ago. The patient reports no new sexual contacts or bloodborne exposures during that trip. On exam, the patient's temperature is 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.0 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 110 over 84. Pulse is 82 beats per minute and respirations are 12 breaths per minute. The patient appears slightly jaundiced with scleral icterus. His cardiopulmonary exam is not concerning. He has right upper quadrant tenderness to palpation. His labs demonstrate elevated transaminases with an ALT of 10,000 units per liter and AST of 8,000 units per liter. His stool is negative for blood. Which of the following best describes the causative agent of this patient's disease? And the answer choices are Choice 1 a partially double-stranded enveloped DNA virus. Choice two, single-stranded negative sense circular RNA virus. Choice three, single-stranded positive sense enveloped RNA virus with reverse transcriptase. Choice four, single-stranded positive sense enveloped RNA virus without reverse transcriptase. Or choice five, single-stranded positive sense non-enveloped RNA virus. The best answer to this question is choice five, single-stranded positive sense non-enveloped RNA virus. This patient with diarrhea, abdominal pain, jaundice, and transaminitis without sexual or bloodborne exposures likely has hepatitis A infection which is caused by a single-stranded, positive-sense, non-enveloped RNA virus. Hepatitis A virus is a single-stranded, positive-sense RNA virus with an icosahedral capsid that is transmitted by the fecal-oral route, such as by food or water, or contact with an infectious person. Patients are often asymptomatic, but they can develop symptoms two to six weeks after exposure, with a course of several weeks of symptoms. Symptoms include nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, jaundice, fever, and right upper quadrant pain. Very few patients progress to acute liver failure. On labs, patients may demonstrate hyperbilirubinemia with the transaminitis. Antihepatitis A virus IgM can be used to detect acute hepatitis A infection, and antihepatitis A virus IgG can be used to detect prior hepatitis A virus infection or prior immunization. Supportive treatment is recommended for nausea and diarrhea, 
but the majority of infections resolve without chronic liver disease. Liver transplantation may be necessary for patients who develop acute liver failure. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. A partially double-stranded enveloped DNA virus describes a hepatinovirus, which is hepatitis B virus. Hepatitis B is caused by blood-borne or sexual exposure and has an incubation period of several months or more. This patient is at low risk for hepatitis B. Choice 2. A single-stranded, negative-sense circular RNA virus describes several viruses, including arenaviruses, bunyaviruses, and delta virus. Of these, delta virus can cause a hepatitis clinical presentation. However, delta virus requires co-infection or superinfection with hepatitis B. This patient is at low risk for both hepatitis B and hepatitis D infection. Choice 3. A single-stranded, positive-sense, enveloped RNA virus with reverse transcriptase describes a retrovirus such as human immunodeficiency virus. Acute HIV infection presents with a flu-like presentation that may resemble infectious mononucleosis. This patient has a low risk for HIV infection. Choice 4. A single-stranded, positive-sense, enveloped RNA virus without reverse transcriptase describes a flavivirus which includes hepatitis C virus. While hepatitis C may present in a similar manner, it is primarily transmitted by bloodborne exposure. This patient is at low risk for hepatitis C virus infection. Finally, a bullet summary. A patient with diarrhea, abdominal pain, and transaminitis without bloodborne or sexual exposure likely has enteral exposure to hepatitis A virus, which is a single-stranded, positive-sensed, non-enveloped RNA virus. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 35-year-old male comes to clinic with a one-week history of diarrhea, fatigue, fever, and nausea. He states that he recently returned from a trip to India and that his wife also has similar symptoms. They did not receive any immunizations prior to embarking on this trip. He admits to recent unprotected sexual encounters frequent alcohol use, and a distant history of IV drug use. Furthermore, he reports receiving a blood transfusion after a motor vehicle accident five years ago. On exam, he is noted to have a fever of 101.8 and his eyes demonstrate scleral icterus. Which of the following risk factors is most likely responsible for his condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Unprotected sex Choice 2. History of IV drug use. Choice 3. Recent international travel. Choice 4. History of blood transfusions. Or choice 5. Alcohol consumption. The best answer to this question is Choice 3. Recent international travel. This patient is experiencing an active hepatitis A infection. Hepatitis A virus is transmitted via the fecal-oral route and is commonly seen in unvaccinated international travelers. Hepatitis A virus is a picornavirus that is transmitted via the fecal-oral route. It is very commonly transmitted as a foodborne illness and is commonly seen in countries with poor sanitation. It has a short incubation period of two to six weeks, and symptoms typically resolve in less than two months. Infection leads to an acute viral hepatitis 
with symptoms including fever, fatigue, nausea, diarrhea, weight loss, abdominal pain, jaundice, and light-colored stools. Diagnosis can be made by the detection of specific blood markers. Anti-hepatitis A virus IgM antibodies specify that there is an active infection, while anti-HIV IgG antibodies indicates a previous infection or prior vaccination. The hepatitis A vaccine is effective for the prevention of infection and is commonly provided to travelers who are likely to be exposed to the hepatitis A virus. The publication by Matheny et al. reviews the hepatitis A virus. They state that although less common in the United States than worldwide, hepatitis A accounts for 50% of viral hepatitis in the United States. They describe the infection as typically being asymptomatic in children, although they can still be sources for contamination. Hepatitis A virus is an acute hepatitis and does not lead to a chronic infection. Although there is no increased risk for hepatocellular cancer, as there is in hepatitis B and C, hepatitis A can lead to acute fulminant hepatitis. The publication by Wu et al. discusses the association between international travel and hepatitis A infection. They state that the hepatitis A virus is very common in underdeveloped countries relative to developed countries. They describe the current risk of a non-immune person contracting hepatitis A virus in an underdeveloped country ranging from 6 to 30 per 100,000 individuals per month traveled. Furthermore, they describe that consumption of shellfish is another common risk factor for becoming infected with the hepatitis A virus. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Although hepatitis A virus may be transmitted via unprotected sexual contact, especially during anal contact, it is rarely transmitted in this way. Hepatitis B virus is most commonly associated with sexual transmission. Choice 2. Although hepatitis A virus may be transmitted via the parenteral route with the history of IV drug use, this is very uncommon. A much more common risk factor is international travel. Hepatitis C virus is most commonly associated with parenteral transmission. Choice 4. Although hepatitis A virus may be transmitted via the parenteral route with the history of blood transfusions, this is also very uncommon. A much more common risk factor is international travel. Hepatitis C virus is most commonly associated with parenteral transmission. Choice 5. Alcohol consumption is not a major risk factor for hepatitis A virus transmission. Finally, a bullet summary. Hepatitis A virus is transmitted via the fecal-oral route and is commonly seen in unvaccinated international travelers. That's all for this review about the hepatitis A virus. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here 
on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.